Welcome to the Daring Designers podcast with me, Kat Byrne, founder and creative director of Gatto, my own dream design business and mentor for designers who want to build a dreamy, sustainable and joyful design business by booking in advance, connecting with and attracting your perfect people and becoming confident creative experts. I've worked with hundreds of overwhelmed and overworked designers to switch things around and build their own dreamy design business their way with more time, flexibility, consistency, income and joy with my belief that there is no one right way to run your business but by harnessing your strongest creative superpowers and building confidence in your abilities as an expert you can find your own perfect path to your personal version of success and I'm here to guide you to find your own path with the help of just a little bit of daring from you. Hello, I am back today with a super exciting guest episode. It's been a little while since I've had a chat with anyone else on the podcast, so I'm really, really excited to share this amazing conversation I had, and hopefully it's a lovely change for you listening to. I have been trying to plan in a few guest episodes throughout this year, so this will be the first of hopefully many in 2024. So keep an eye out for a few more episodes in the future too with guests. Joining me today is Sarah from Design Gals. Sarah is a branding and website designer who works with colourful, unique brands and she has such a distinct, bold design style. Sarah and I have been working together for about 18 months now since she joined my group programme, The Clubhouse, in its very first form. Something that is incredible about Sarah is that she joined the program right at the beginning of her business, even before it had officially launched. So I've had the pleasure of seeing Design Gals grow into what it is today. And one reason I really wanted to chat with Sarah is because she so carefully works on her business with a lot of strategy and with a lot of intention. So throughout that whole time, she has always been really, really focused on her personal version of success and the work she really wanted to do with her clients. And that has really led her to where she is today. It's really had a huge impact on how her business has grown and progressed over the past 18 months. Another reason we're having this chat today is because this week the club is open for enrollment. We've already had the doors open for a few days and for waitlist last week and have welcomed some amazing designers into the program. I will leave a link in the show notes to learn a little bit more about the clubhouse, which is my 12-month mentoring program for designers. But we do also chat about this a little bit in this episode so you can hear more about it from Sarah's perspective as well. If you would like to chat more about the program, about the clubhouse and whether it would be a good fit for you, you can always drop me a message over on Instagram at the Daring Designers Club and I would love to talk more about your design business and your goals and what you would love to work on this year. Okay, I will jump into the interview now. I really, really hope you enjoy this one and please head over to check out Sarah's amazing work. She is at design.gals on Instagram. She's so, so talented and she works with the most incredible brands. So a really great account to look through. So let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so happy to be here. It's really lovely to be able to chat in this format. I know we talk a lot in different ways, but this is a really nice switch up. 
Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, this is a kind of a bit of a crazy moment for me because I'm always listening to the podcast while I'm working, while I'm designing. So yeah, it's a really nice moment to be on here with you. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's really lovely to have you. I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your business. So I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of Design Gals. And Design Gals is an independent graphic design studio. And I would say Design Gals has quite a unique and strong visual style. I lean into a lot of colour. I think all the designs are very unique and really like focus on individuality and often have quite a playful edge that I tend to like really lean into because I think it makes me quite unique. Now I started working on the business about 18 months ago and I would say I've been like fully working in the business for the last 12 months. And prior to launching Design Gals, I was actually a fashion buyer. I did that for almost 10 years. So I did a huge pivot into the design world about 18 months, two years ago. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Amazing. Yeah, I love hearing about your your background. I mean, we started working together about 18 months ago. Yeah. I was trying to think of this before. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, same. And I know, so you said, you know, the, the business has been maybe a little bit more established for, say, the past 12 months. But I know yeah. this is something you've been working on for a really long time before that and, you know, trying to get everything built and in place. Yes. And yeah. I guess that's what I'd really like to talk to you about today. I really love almost your, I know people don't like when you use the word journey, but I can't really think of anything else to say. (laughs) But the way you have started your design business from scratch and how you've built your business really intentionally and thought about your own style, your own like personal version of what you would like everything to look like. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that, how you built those things into starting a business entirely from scratch? Yeah, definitely. So I think like just like circling back to how the business actually started, which was with a huge career change. I think like with that, I wanted to make sure that I was creating something that felt really, really sustainable and that was very strategic because I've like walked out of a job effectively that was really stable very well paid and I was quite senior you know this was never something that was just kind of like on a whim so all of this has been so like strategically planned and this is the exact reason why I left my job was to pursue this ambition and this dream of being an entrepreneur so from like the very foundations of the business are kind of built on wanting to have something very sustainable. And with that, I have been very intentional with how I build it. So I decided, possibly unique to me and maybe a couple of the designers, but I actually joined the clubhouse before I'd even started to market myself as a designer that you could work with. And that was a conversation I know I had with you at the beginning, Kat, like was was this the right thing to do or is it better to join when I'm more established? And I'm so incredibly happy that I joined when I did because I have been able to build something that has the foundations of a business that is super sustainable. And my processes, I feel like even from like somebody that was very junior made me look so credible because I had the the processes, number one, the processes in place. I had my packages nailed. My pricing was right for the level that I was at. And I felt really super organized with the foundations of the business. And I was able to build that before I even launched. And actually, you know, even now sort of like 18 months on that side of things 
haven't hasn't actually changed that much obviously the prices change in line with the experience but in terms of like how I run the business it's actually pretty much the same as when I first started out which I feel like maybe not loads of people can say so I was very very strategic with the process side of things and then I also kind of knew from the start like the kind of space that I wanted to fill up the the type of people that I wanted to work with the businesses that inspired me and I've kind of made it my literally my mission to to embed myself in that space and have been very intentional with kind of the work that I put out there the groups that I join the events I attend the the spaces that I put myself in basically to align with the that audience and that person so yeah I feel like that was a that was a long-winded answer but (laughs) no that's great and this is what I would really love to to dive into and talk to a bit more because I do agree I think it is really rare to have such solid foundations early on in your business I think if I think back to starting my business it wasn't with direction you know it wasn't with a plan it was kind of a bit of throwing things at the wall and seeing what what stuck and I think a lot of people have the same beginnings to their business you know you are going out on a bit of a it's kind of taking a risk on yourself and it's what you've done is is really smart you know to think actually well I need to make this work it's not just about oh I'd love to run my own business I need to make this work because I've left this corporate job and you know I've, I've left something that was really established and I think in starting with that intention and in starting with a really clear strategy and plan of where to go yeah I wonder if it saves a lot of the, I guess, the trial and error period. And not to say that that's not something that's, I'm sure there are lots of things that you are still trialing out. But when so many people, so I think thinking about like 18 months into your business, that's probably when I started doing these things that you've done, you know, like building in, working on my services. The benefits of uh, your, your, your learnings, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So my, (laughs) my first 18 months have helped build the (laughs) the foundation. I know, I'm like, thanks Kat. Yeah, but but it's so true. It's fair to say that it's, I'm not going to say nothing's easy in business, But it is a challenge to be really, really set on what it is that you want and to have a really clear vision for your business before it's even started. Yeah. And I I do feel like very sort of fortunate that I I discovered that. And because I was, there there have been points throughout my whole career and, you know, a lot, actually a lot of points in my life when I was trying to work out what I wanted to do next I felt so lost and like what do I do what's the next move but I have to say like as soon as I started this business that was never a question for me like I knew exactly what I know where I wanted to be I knew exactly who I wanted to work with and that just wasn't even I don't know it was just uh, yeah it all just kind of felt very aligned and I feel very fortunate in that way because I've been able to then sort of refine my marketing really tailor work to like speak to the right person and that sort of thing and I think that that's really important it has been still a journey like you can definitely tell the difference between my work now and then but I think you could still credit it to the same designer and know that it's part of my unique style and my journey Yeah. And I think as well, there's something to be said for, I think a lot of designers have this start where you're almost finding your 
your style, you know, your vision as a designer and trying to figure out who it is that you want to work with. How do you think you came to those decisions so early on? How did you feel so set on, like you say, your design skills have developed and the types of projects have maybe developed, but how did you know that what you were working on was almost giving you a good setup for where you wanted to be in the future? So after I retrained and when I was sort of like, right, I want to start this business, but what do I do kind of thing? I started to do passion projects because I sort of feel like you you sort of have to give people a reason to want to work with you and to want to pay to work with you. So I started just really trying to like refine my skills, hone in on my style by doing passion projects that didn't limit me in any way. So, and I would just sort of create whatever my dream client was. So like I did, you know, swimwear brands, I did candle brands, beauty. I did, I, I must've done, I don't know, 12 to 15 like passion projects and it's through it was really through doing that work that I really started to develop an aesthetic that felt very aligned with me and and it's an aesthetic that you can sort of see in my personal style as well my the colors I wear the homeware that I buy that it's it's very aligned with me and I've just kind of I suppose that naturally was going to come through in my work eventually and I think it's just sort of yeah through doing that work putting out those projects like creating these clients that don't exist basically and just designing it's through that that it's really sort of come about and I think important to say like at the start I wasn't necessarily sure on that I was kind of like should I be doing this sort of minimal there's a lot of like minimal design work out there that's sort of a bit, bit more like stripped back and uses neutrals and that sort of thing and that's been very on trend particularly when I first started and I kind of started to do a bit of that and it never looked credible I didn't think and so the more I've designed the more I've tried to actually massively lean into this design style that is now I think known to be mine and that's like really quite colorful quite playful and has an element of fun but is also really refined and like the attention to details really there and and so it's through it's really through doing all the passion projects and then starting to build on that in throughout doing client work but it did start with just kind of making up brands and doing whatever design work I fancied and and sharing it yeah I really like that I think there's a couple of things I'd love to talk about there the first one is I love the idea of using the passion projects or you know like briefs and things like that to develop your own style and develop your own skills because I think a lot of people in the design space see them more as like an opportunity to showcase work instead of an activity of refining and developing your skills as a designer. And I think it's really great that you were giving yourself the space to experiment instead of trying to get everything, or correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) instead of trying to get everything perfect, you know, you were open to exploring your style and finding what it was that was a good fit for you. Yeah, definitely. And like, it was always the plan after I'd retrained and before I properly like launched the business, it was always the plan to, to just design more and more. Cause when you were at design school, you know, you are given these briefs that are so specific and they might be for like a tech business or for like a corporate hotel or something like that. And I really wanted to like explore what my design work is when it is for my dream client. And it's through doing those passion projects that I did that. And I cannot recommend it like highly enough to new designers. And it's something that I would always love to do now, even though I'm more experienced and have client work, it's still something I would love to do in my personal time because you could, there's just no no limits to it and you can just do whatever and you don't have to worry about the brief or the, or the client. You're just designing for fun and joy. And I think that's how you like really learn and establish your style. 
Yeah, I love that. And like continuing to develop even when you are more established and have the client base that that you wanted in the first place. I think that's a really great way to continue to develop as a designer and move forward to be able to raise your prices and, you know, offer different services. Like it's very hard to do that when obviously you build experience with client projects, but without that self-guidance, it's maybe a little bit trickier. I completely agree. And I love I love it when other designers, like really experienced designers, show passion projects and actually say that they're a, you know, a conceptual brand. Mm-hmm. I love it when I love seeing other designers do that. And I just think that's really cool. And you don't need to say that it's for something that you can you can be really open with it and say that it's a concept. And I still think that that's still shows your skills as a designer. And I don't think sometimes clients would even care if it's real work or not. They can see what you're doing like yeah just put it out there yeah absolutely I mean especially when you're starting at a point where you don't have the client work to share or I know a lot of designers also start with doing maybe like freelance work or work for other companies which they can't necessarily share or isn't necessarily showcasing their personal style I think having that place where you can showcase your potential and like your expertise and what you can create is an amazing thing to to work on I completely agree and I think hand in hand with the passion projects, what I did before I secured my first bits of client work was I have got like two or three friends that have that run their own independent product businesses. So one's like an accessories brand, and then I've got another very good friend who's an artist and has a real a homeware brand. And I just said to them, like, can I design your branding? Can I try out my skills? I wanted to work. I wanted to go through my process with them as friends first before I work with clients. And through that was amazing. Really, really like a revolutionary as well, working with people, like trusted people before I was working with people that I didn't know. And again, just being able to like refine my style, explore my handwriting and then alongside with that, the processes as well. Yeah, I love that. And then just another thing I I was thinking about when you were talking about your passion projects is actually something that comes up with a lot of my designer mentoring clients, which is talking about sort of deciding whether your style is has a place in the industry. You were talking about your design style is very colorful. It's very bold. It's not necessarily that like minimal style that you can see from lots of other designers. And I know that a lot of designers struggle with that almost like block of thinking, is there a place for bold, colorful design? Is there a place for not working on minimal luxury brands? It's so important, I think, to share that there really is space for every type of design. And it's important to show that you don't have to, whether it, you know, it doesn't have to be minimal, but any other style that you feel is popular or on trend doesn't have to fit into a box it can be whatever style you think is a really good fit for you as a creative yeah I completely agree and I've been through that as well thinking is my design style too playful and too colorful to be to be taken seriously in a weird way and I've been through I think just times of insecurity with that and actually whenever I've done anything that's sort of like veered away from my own personal style you can tell that it's not the best work that I can do and that it could be and it just the best piece of advice I've ever been given was just to really lean in to lean into that personal style and be really confident with it and own it because otherwise there's another designer out there that's going to be doing the style that you're pretending that is yours better than you in a weird way if it's not like yours. So I try not to shy away from what my 
real authentic style is anymore as much as possible obviously you have to work with the client and make sure that you're getting what they want as well but I'm tried to be quite careful with making sure that clients are coming to me because they like my style otherwise I know it's probably not going to be the best that it can be if you know what I mean I think there's a whole probably another (laughs) full episode we could do talking about that I think something that I was thinking when you were talking about the very like early stages of your business you know you were talking Mm -hmm. about having a strategy having a plan knowing who you want to work with like having a really really clear idea of what you wanted your business to look like and I do think that there has to be in in having that knowledge and in having that vision there has to be some sort of confidence there and I don't know if you (laughs) would agree but there needs to be some like grounded confidence in knowing that that's possible for you and I think when you are experimenting with different styles that don't feel like a good fit when you're trying to fit a box that you don't fit into that's where your confidence can really wobble and in staying true to yourself you know being the creative that you really want to be and creating things that work perfectly for you and for your clients as well I think that can only build your confidence and help you have that vision for a business that you really want to run and is really really joyful as well as you know whatever success looks like for you yeah absolutely and like doing my work day to day and ensuring that I'm leaning into that unique style makes every project like a joy to work on and I almost feel like it not guarantees but you're far more likely to have a positive response from a client because they've come to you for that unique design style they understand your handwriting and obviously the work that I submit is going to be in line with that and you kind of know that that it's going to get a great response so it just all sort of ties in and that makes you a much more confident designer I think so yeah I think it's so important to like yeah really lean into that style and it definitely helps to build your confidence like endlessly. So thinking back to those early stages when you were you know part of what you were working on was your personal design style and you know building a sort of portfolio of passion projects can you talk to me about what your maybe your biggest challenges were at that time you know right at the beginning of trying to get your business established trying to make a name for yourself building a brand what were the main things that you were struggling with or, or faced as challenges at that point? There's so many things when you're starting a business, like, and especially a design business. Biggest challenges, I think definitely like mindset and confidence and having the confidence to just put yourself out there on social media and to just start talking about yourself and what you're doing. And that for me was a huge block. I think as somebody that doesn't love social media that much, anyway that for me was really really difficult and it's been a real journey overcoming that because if you don't talk about your services and what you do and how you can work for people and how you can solve their problem then you you won't get any business so that's been like a huge huge blocker for me and something that I'm still working on overcoming and I think that's where the clubhouse has been particularly great is because you're part of a group of designers that are all going through the same thing and I felt very seen there and you can support one another through that and almost challenge yourself to do these things because that I think that's incredibly difficult and or something that I definitely found quite difficult as somebody that's not particularly extroverted so yeah I think just like really shouting about yourself and what you do that was probably one of the biggest challenges for me when I first started 
Yeah. I was quite confident with sharing work, but then actually talking about it and showing my face, showing what I was up to, showing how you could work with me. There was just this whole like layer of, I think, imposter syndrome that I found really difficult. And I think probably quite a lot of designers do. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's an an uncommon place to to be starting. Definitely not. I think everyone yeah. goes through those early stages of just, I guess, getting to the acceptance point of knowing you yeah. have to put yourself out there and talk about what you're doing. This is not calling you out at all, Sarah. But <laughs> no, when, please do. <laughs> when we first started working together, when you first joined the clubhouse, I remember, and this sort of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, you, you've you been more established for 12 months, but you've been setting things up for 18 months. And it was at that first point about a year and a half ago that yeah. you, you joined and said, I want to launch my business. You know, I really want to have a business. I want to you know, you you knew you wanted to get to a certain place, but the first challenge was, I want to launch my business. And I remember one of the first conversations we had was you were saying, I said, well, what do you have right now? You said, I've got an Instagram page. I've done these passion projects. I've been sharing things. I'm building a bit of an audience. Yeah. And it was almost getting to the point where I remember I said, well, you've already got a business. You know, what What yeah, do you need to I launch? So well <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I put this like huge emphasis on having this moment where you launch it and it's like, this is design girls. This is my logo. This is this. Isn't, and it's almost just that the moment never comes. So I don't think I ever did really hard launch it. I just kind of like started talking about what I could actually do for you. I made a service guide that was like a one page PDF, put it a link in bio, started to talk about that, started to say you could request. And it kind of went from there as opposed to it being like um, this huge, this big website and this big, like all these tech things in place and this big launch. It wasn't like that. It was just a, a steady entry into the market, I suppose. And yeah, it was the best advice because otherwise you just never, you just never do it. <laughs> and it's really easy to assume that that's what you need to do. I would yeah. really love, there are very few businesses that start with a bang like that. A lot of the time it is a slow burn. It's starting to post your work. It's starting to build a, an Instagram page. It's maybe putting up one page of your website or just setting up a portfolio or even just coming up with a brand name or just working under your your own name. There are very, very small steps that you can take that can get you to the point where you have a business and you know you can you can make money you can work with clients you can work with great clients and so i would maybe love to to talk about if if we think about the things that you were thinking at that time where yeah. was your your head when you were thinking i really want to launch my business like what was it you felt you had to do to get to that point a lot of things basically and i think i just put this huge emphasis on having a website as the thing that I needed to design. I remember when I was like making a list of things I needed to do to launch, it was like build a website, design all my branding, have all of these social media templates, all of this stuff before I could even start properly talking about what I was doing. And it was so overwhelming. And what I came to realize is that I could do it all gradually. And I'm so pleased that I did that because I'm now what 18 months on since starting a year since kind of I suppose starting to work with clients and I am only just designing my website and it's incredible how much you can do just with social media and I now feel ready to 
hone in on my branding to really design the website that reflects me and my personality and my brand I honestly think if I'd have done this a year ago it would be completely like not representative of me as a designer anymore so I actually think like the best advice is to just start just do one or two things focus more on your processes of actually working with the clients and sharing your work with an audience and then I kind of think the rest will you can do in stages and that's actually the right way to do it so now I'm excited to do all these next things and it feels like the right time as opposed yeah. to rushing into it all and trying to do everything. So otherwise you'll just never be ready. You'll just never, you'll never do it or you'll want to change it. Soon. Yeah. That's another really <laughs> good point is that you don't know at what point you'll be at, you know, in another year, another two years, three years. I think, you know, that's a, a really good point as well. Like coming back to uh, like original conversation about starting things with intention and having yeah. a really clear plan I yeah. think it's important to point out that with that intention in mind it's a lot easier to just do those small steps and still make a lot of of progress in your business you know you can just have an Instagram page you can just yeah. be posting passion projects but if you're really focusing on who it is you want to work with you know where you want to be what services you want to offer it makes yeah. it a lot easier to do that gradual build up, would you say? Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think like the best thing I did was just start the Instagram page, do the passion project, start sharing your work, then then start talking about maybe what your offering is and what you can, how you can do that for other people. And just like make connections and do that through social media, join groups like see the Daring Designers Club has been a great way to meet people there's a few other different sort of clubs that I've joined stuff locally as well and I think just really like embedding yourself into that and focus on like actually making genuine connections with people and that's probably like the best thing that I've done in the last year or so that's been probably like revolutionary like game-changing for me and you've just got to put yourself out there like say hi to people like things comment on things and suggest things and don't just wait for it all to come to you. You do have to just like go for it in whatever way feels like comfortable and authentic for you. But definitely like putting yourself out there. Kind of have to do that when you're starting a business, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and own that idea that you have a business and this is what you're doing. You know, I, yeah. I'm a I'm a designer, I'm a business owner. It's okay to to say yeah. those things, even I if know, you've I'm not got, you know. So yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, I think it's the idea that you've got these other people, maybe from different walks of your life, like watching you or judging you and that sort of thing that you just have to let go of that. And I'm still on that journey for sure of like, you know, being sometimes too proud to say certain things or whatever, but I've definitely, it definitely gets easier the more you do it, but you absolutely just have to put your pride aside and just go for it. And I just think like running a business and trying to like make a living out of something that you're passionate about is just the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, so I should just stop holding back and just go for it. It's really difficult. It takes some getting used to for sure. That's so true. But I think the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more you guess care less about what other people think and especially people from previous walks of life you know from previous jobs or like old friends it gets a lot easier to ignore what they're thinking especially when you start to book those projects and see everything coming together and becoming what it was that you wanted it to be in the first place 
Absolutely. And I would say like it does get easier when you start working with when you've got like a portfolio of clients, when you you become more confident, there's more to talk about. There's different parts of the process that you can share. So it does get a lot easier, but it's really hard to begin with because you've got nothing. So you just have to like, yeah, build it up and start gradually putting it out there in a way that feels comfortable. But also you do have to push yourself a little bit out of that comfort zone. But yeah, it's an ongoing challenge, I think. I think just if you're not that great on social, like personally on social media, it's quite hard to become that other person to keep the business running. But you just have to look at the big picture of what you're trying to achieve here and know that you, you've, you've got to do these things to get there. Yeah. And, and something else I think you you do, Sarah, which I, I can imagine really helps with these things is you don't seem different when we're talking now we're having this conversation you know a personal conversation and I wouldn't say that reading through your Instagram posts or you know whenever I see you in almost like business mode I wouldn't say that they're like wildly different people and sometimes I think we assume because we're running a business that things have to be super professional or like you you can't just be yourself or like speak how you would normally speak whereas actually sometimes that's the key to to being more comfortable and it being a little bit easier to put yourself out of your comfort zone would you say I completely agree and like this is a journey I've been on where I'm like even little things like you know emailing a client how enthusiastic should I be because I I am a very enthusiastic person. Like when I'm talking to my friends, I'm exclamation marks and emojis and all this. And I think there's a line, you know, you do want to keep it, I suppose, not quite not quite as personal, but I still like to put a touch of that in there. If I'm excited about something, I want to share that with the client and with your audience. And I feel like people respond to that. Like some of the feedback that I've had from my branding projects is that clients love it when I share their energy and their mm-hmm. excitement because for for these business owners like working and investing in a graphic designer is such an incredibly exciting thing and I want to like match that energy and obviously keep it you know I want them to feel like they're having this really refined and professional experience but I don't want it to feel like you're working with a corporate agency or anything like that and I think now what I'll do I'll, if I'm like oh shall I remove that x or whatever I'm like no like this is how you talk this is how you would this is this was your gut to do that so just keep it just do it yeah Uh, yeah I love that and the same with like you know Instagram captions and that sort of thing I tried to still ensure that it has personality obviously I'm not going to use like 100 exclamation marks as maybe I would with my friends but I think there's still like a touch of that in there which is nice and it feels more authentic and sustainable again because I'm just being myself yeah, absolutely. It's so much easier, isn't it? Instead of almost putting on a mask, maybe, you know, when you're yeah. you're writing captions or you're talking to a camera. I think yeah. that's often where people struggle with any type of marketing because it, you know, you don't necessarily feel like you can just talk the way you would talk as a person. Exactly. And then everything takes 10 times as long because you're thinking, well, how how does, you know, how does this how does this person I'm pretending to be say this thing instead of it just coming from your heart and coming from your own personality and I think that's the difference though between people people know they're working with individuals when they come to me and when they come to other designers they know they're not working with big corporate agencies and and they've come to us for for that specific reason for that one-to-one experience that really personal kind of like process so I'm like I, I think it would discredit what the business is actually built on if I was to have a tone of voice that was really corporate and didn't show any personality. I just think it's not a reflection of me. And yeah, mm-hmm. so. 
Yeah, that makes sense. So just moving into maybe more closer to, to present day. So you said you're, you know, we know you're 12 to 18 months, let's say, into establishing your business. You have a really steady flow of amazing dream clients. You said you're you're at a point where you're changing your brand up a little bit and working on yeah. your website. Let's, I mean, let's talk about how you're continuing to build that intention into the business. Now things are moving a little bit closer to the direction you want to be in and more established and and more consistent for you. Yeah. So I definitely feel that, you know, the point that I am in my business now, like I know exactly who my client is. I know who they are and hopefully who they will be or the, that type of business And I feel that's really like very clear. So for me now, it's about really refining my own brand identity to speak to that person. And so over the next two months, I'm working on my own website or I'm collaborating with a developer, which is really exciting. So this is going to be a really big step change in the business for me. And it's pushing me to, yeah, refine my own identity, including the brand name itself and just creating more of a brand around Design Girls or what it ends up being um, and making it just something that really speaks to my dream client even more so than it does currently and I think doing that body of work within my own business is going to make it a lot easier for me to show up as well on throughout my social media channels and marketing so that's happening and it feels really exciting and it's definitely the right time to do it I've cornered off the time to ensure that I'm giving it the time that it deserves and that it needs and with that then doors will be opened in terms of expanding my marketing channels you know things like Pinterest newsletters which really need a website to support them so it's really going to form the whole uh, it's really a next step and a new era in the business after having worked so hard to get it off the ground so I'm really excited to just run with it and really like lean into the new brand and show up really confidently as like the creative professional I suppose which is is how I feel now. Like I do feel like I am that person. So I'm excited. Yeah. For for this new, new stage. And to be honest, things like the processes, the services, they, they might tweak slightly, but it's still going to be very in keeping with how I've been running my business. It's more a kind of from the identity perspective of marketing that I'm going to be focusing on next. Yeah, it almost feels like a potentially strange analogy I just came up with. What <laughs> so, is an analogy? <laughs> it's almost like you're expanding your own bubble instead of creating yeah. lots of new bubbles. Like I love that yeah. the the aims, the the intention, the idea, the vision for your business is still the same, but yeah. you're just almost like spreading your your reach, you're building the vision of the business, you're helping potentially other people who would be more inclined to work with someone who has a website or who has a, a different yeah. type of brand, let's say. You're just almost yeah. like spreading, yeah, spreading your reach and, and building what was already established for your business into it being even more intentional and helping you get even closer to the goals that you set right at the beginning yeah definitely and that's exactly it it's more of an expansion and a refinement as opposed to uh you're still like I still feel like although I don't have you know I've not invested a lot of time in the design identity itself of design girls I still feel like it has a really clear look and feel and that's still going to be that's going to be even more obvious and I'm really going to lean into that 
now knowing what that is. Where again, if I think I'd have done this exercise a year ago when I was putting all this pressure on myself, I don't think it would be a true representation of the business that I've built now because things do change so much over the first first year, year and a half. So it definitely feels like the right time and I'm so excited to, to do it. And after spending so much time working in other people's brands to like have a moment for me is really nice so I'm like getting excited talking about it actually <laughs> yeah that's great and I just want to make what like I'm going to do a little brag for you here and it's going to lead into my final question oh, um, but one of the reasons that you're able to put this time aside is because you are booking clients further in advance and you have projects ready to go after this chunk of time is that right so you've got a couple of weeks to work on your own brand your own website and then you can jump into the projects that you've got booked ahead of time you know that are just ready for for when you're ready yeah definitely and like again this has been a journey but I'm in a good place with this now like booking in advance which is obviously something that you teach a lot in the clubhouse is like it's a key strategy and in doing that I've been able to basically siphon off three weeks to work on my own brand and then I'm picking up the next project in mid-feb and then it goes on from there so it's in doing that and having been able to be so fully booked essentially over the last you know six months that have enabled me to have this time as well and to really plan it in so yeah it feels good actually because yeah I haven't really sort of thought about that too much but saying it out loud I'm like yay (laughs) yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna just go back to the brag and then I'm gonna ask my last question but you've just said there so it's been six months of booking I would is it between sort of one and three months in advance and that's been a block of six months really consistently having that in place yeah yeah it has been pretty much amazing and so it's been good yeah (laughs) my question in that case because you are in quite a unique position for me in the clubhouse because I have been working with you for about 18 months and Mm -hmm. a lot of designers although some people come in in the early stages of their business a lot of them already or sort of have the business set up and you came in at a point where you were building you know you were very much starting from scratch right at the beginning and you've come all the way up in those 18 months to having you know up to three months worth of projects booked in advance for six months of the year I would just love to know and it'd be great if you could share how the clubhouse has helped at those two you know completely stark different points of your business yeah so I mean I, the clubhouse I'm not just saying this because I'm on the podcast and you know <laughs> you a tenor. It, it, I, no but it has completely revolutionized my business and my business wouldn't look even a fraction of what it looks like today if I hadn't been part of this group and I think like the most value there's so much value in there but the most valuable thing for me is just feeling so seen by yourself and by the group that is within the clubhouse any problem any difficulty, any ambition you can share with people and there's always support there to help you reach the next stage. And I think especially when you're starting a business, this and this business in particular, there is so much to learn. Like there's the design, which is one thing, but then there's this whole other side of it, which is the processes, the pricing. How do you actually deliver a project to a client and make it a smooth experience for that client? How do you get paid? How do you send your work? How do you like get feedback on time? All of these things. And I wouldn't have had a, a, a clue how to do that if I hadn't have been part of the clubhouse and it's building and starting with the foundation, those foundations has made the business 
the success that it is I honestly believe that so I can't remember what I just went off <laughs> about how great the clubhouse is but it's been completely revolutionary for the business and I love the calls they're probably my favorite thing is like listening to the calls even if I've not got something particular that I need support with that week I love to listen to what the other designers are going through and I think it's such a unique thing running a design business and so to be surrounded by other people that are doing it in the space that you're in is like completely priceless I think you know especially as a solo entrepreneur working by myself it's like yeah it's really 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 important to have that community so couldn't recommend it highly enough and definitely so so pleased that I joined at the stage that I did and it just felt like a really aligned move so and I've never yeah it's like the best thing I did for my business Oh, that's amazing. It's so good to hear. And I think the other part of the question was just like how it's helped at this point of your business as well. But I think Mm. it's, again, like feel free to share yourself, but I think now you're in this more established part, it's then about keeping those things in place and almost sticking to those foundations and keeping things as sustainable as possible, maybe closer to related to like your time and your processes. Yeah, definitely. And I also think it's like being in the clubhouse, it makes... I think where I'm now at this next stage where maybe I'm re-looking at my packages and working out what my value is as a designer, the clubhouse really gives me the push to know that I can ask for more, that I'm worth like, well, whatever I think I'm worth, but it really, really pushes me to, to, to ask for those things and to market myself in a way that feels, that enables me to achieve that. So it's like, I suppose it's now just taking me to the next level. I think also important to mention, like it's connected me to other designers. It's I've connected with a developer through working in the clubhouse that I now do my website projects with, which is again, is taking me to the next level. So it's really, yeah, completely invaluable. I think at both stages of, of the business. Amazing. And Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel really seen. And I think that that's very important. That's important for me. And you sort of feel like you're not alone navigating through these things. Because although it's been really, it's been a great uh, start to the business, it's all been, it's been really challenging as well. And the, like, I've always had somebody to talk to in the clubhouse. So I've made really good friends in there as well, actually. So it's just really nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's great. And you're so right as well. Like, I think it's, it's amazing to focus on the positives. And I, I love sharing the the incredible things you've worked on and your wins and where you've got to now but it is obviously with running a business at all it's always challenging in certain ways it's always going to be a process it's always going to be something to to trial and to find your feet with and it's great that that we've been able to work together through that that process it's been really lovely working with you yeah no it's gosh likewise and actually there are a lot of like mentor kind of programs out there and a lot of people coaching and that sort of thing but what I find with the clubhouse in particular is it's the sort of perfect blend of mindset but then also real implementable processes and skills that I think that's what makes it very unique and very valuable to to somebody starting their own business or running their own design business so yeah it's great Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Sarah. No, it's it's been <laughs> honestly lovely working with you and it's been great to see what you've achieved in the program as well. But, you know, down to your incredible work. Like I think just if we if we are wrapping up a really great lesson from just thinking about what you've achieved and what you've built is if you are really, really early on in your business, you know, if you if it's even just a tiny little idea in your mind, it can make 
the hugest difference to start thinking about where it is you want to be and what you want your business to look like. And I think we can sometimes almost spook ourselves from doing that. We can think like, I don't want to dream too big. I don't want to think about these big goals because it might never happen. But actually deciding what you want your business to look like and thinking about where you want to be could be the difference between it taking 18 months to get there or, you know, years and years and years of of not knowing where you want to go and not having that intention in place. Yeah, I completely agree with that and have lived through it and couldn't agree more with that advice for sure. Amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me. We can wrap up there. Is there anything that you would love to share with any designers listening? You know, your your biggest tip for starting a business from scratch and making it really personal and unique to you and like a, a joyful business to run as well. Yeah. So firstly, which I think I sort of mentioned before is quite practically like don't try and do everything all at once. Take your time with it. Do one thing at a time, but just do it. Don't worry about having it all in place before you start, like the rest will come. And then secondly, more towards the joyful design, really lean into what it is that makes you unique as a designer and run with it. Because otherwise there's going to be somebody else out there who's doing it more authentically. So I think just, yeah, lean into what it is that makes you really unique, really hone in on that and be really proud to share that. Don't shy away from it because that's what makes you like, really special as a designer and that's what that's the journey that I've been on with my own design style yeah that's amazing thank you so much Sarah. <laughs> we will wrap up there it's been an incredible conversation and I will obviously be speaking to you very soon in one of our clubhouse calls but yeah. where can everyone find you if people want to follow you on Instagram or see what you're up to yeah so I'm at design gals so design.gals on Instagram so drop me a little follow or a little message and the website is coming soon so watch out for updates on that but yeah catch me on Instagram at the moment amazing thank you so much thank you thanks for having me